I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. Welcome to Pardon My French, episode 19. As always, I am your host, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, and I am live from Monaco. Geez, I can't wait to tell you I'm live from like Saint Bart's or Saint Tropez or Capri. Um, I need a vacay. Don't know about you, but definitely need a vacay. Sorry, I get sidetracked. Today, I want to talk to you about emotions and weight loss or emotions and impulse. Somebody asked me a question uh, and said, can you talk about emotional eating? And so I decided to go far and beyond emotional eating um, and discuss a lot of the tactics that the diet industry and diet brands are using to get you to believe them, to get you to trust their product, to have you sometimes even believe that their product is working for you. Uh, We call that the placebo effect. Do you remember ever hearing, it was a popular um, talk in a few documentaries back, I guess, in the early 2000s, that supermarkets actually talk, um, use, sorry, uh, specific music to get you to impulsively buy more. There is a survey that was conducted uh, in a journal, I can't remember which, um, where they concluded that in some cases the place, more specifically the atmosphere of the place, is more influential than the product itself itself in the purchase decision. And in some cases the atmosphere is the actual primary product. Can you imagine that? So in supermarkets it was shown that retailers use sound and um, in certain stores sound and music trigger different behaviors so including the elusive the elusive behavior i want to spend more money behavior i do believe that this is a great introduction to spoke to speak about emotional eating a lot of what we do a lot of our behavior that we tend to regret later are triggered 
by emotions or by what we we talk we call emotions um there is a big rule that retailers often don't understand which is that music on top of noise is general generally more noise so it's like putting perfume on bad smell you just get a worse smell that's someone that said that on the bbc news so um Some of you may not know that, but uh, when I first started my studies, my side job was to be a piano teacher. So I have a very acute sense of, you know, the emotions and the behavior that tempo and music can trigger um, the human response to music can be. The high impact of tempo may stem from the fact that tempo is applicable not only to music, but to a wide range of experiential context. So humans acquire the ability to process tempo, the speed at which music is played early in life. And so before we can even learn the do, re, mi, uh, we can clap our hands to a beat fast, slow, it doesn't matter. We seem to have the innate um, ability to process tempo. So in the 1980s already, some marketing professors explored how stores might exploit our connection to tempo in order to influence customers' behavior and ultimately increase sales. And how did I come to talk about this on this podcast? I was talking to one of my clients during one of our mind-to-body mentor sessions. Um, and while I'm going to respect her privacy, I can tell you that she has an athletic background very similar to mine and a pure dislike of things like spinning or orange theory or anything like that. And I was saying to her that I've, I have clients and I have empathy for them that do still need to go to spinning even though I try to discourage it in their journey to attempt to lose weight or to lower their cortisol levels or to find fight certain hormone imbalance that I think are not helped by the fact that they go to spinning class for example and I was talking to this client about this and saying to her I am wondering what it is with that red light dark space darkness and red light and music that gets these people to run back to the spinning sessions on a daily. I need to search and find out what's the trigger. And so then I had like this light bulb moment going, wait a second, supermarkets actually also use lighting and music to get people to buy impulsively and consume more. So in a 1982 paper, um, someone called Milliman revealed um, in a paper called Using Background Music to Affect the Behavior of Supermarket Shoppers, he revealed that the tempo of a store's background music can influence both the pace of customer traffic flow, how fast people walk through the store, as well as the sales volume. So here is, here is how it goes with supermarkets. Now I'll, I'll get to the point as where we're concerned here when it comes to our health and how we consume certain foods and how we gravitate towards certain workouts they're not necessarily good for us but they become like a drug fast which is up-tempo music makes people move more quickly through a store and they end up buying less slow 
Down-tempo music makes people move more slowly through a store and they end up buying more. And that makes a lot of sense because slower music leads to slower shoppers, which in turn leads to shoppers having more time to discover and interact with more products. So in Milliman's supermarket study, he found that on average sales volume was 38% higher on days when stores played slow background music. Um, that's not really the figures that's important. We all know that if I wanted to count shit up and add shit up, I'd be a fucking accountant, but I'm not. So let's forget about percentage. The finding, what's important in that finding, and the reason why it got me thinking uh, by the same token about spinning classes and people's obsession with going to spinning, even though they don't see their bodies move an inch from the size they started at, is that I believe that the lighting, that red light that, it, that they have in spinning classes, that whole atmosphere and the music, very much like in supermarkets, does influence people's behavior and possibly even trigger some sort of dependency or obsessiveness um, with going to spinning. So I believe that these are factors, the same way that these factors, when people ask me, how can I lower my cortisol? And I say, well, you need sunlight and you need to denoise. You need to find a place to eat that is quiet, for example, not be always in noisy places. Make sure that someone you work out with does not yell at you. Um, I do believe that sounds, smells, noise around you, lighting, um, can influence uh, your behavior as far as consuming or going somewhere or becoming so obsessive about a discipline that is not necessarily good for you. And you, for example, listen to me. I have a client, uh, I spoke to her this week and she listens to me and she trusts my opinion but she tells me Ingrid don't make me quit that class I am I need that class and when she explained it to me everything she said had absolutely nothing to do with any type of body metamorphosis she didn't tell me it makes my butt tighter she didn't tell me when I get out of there I feel like a Victoria's Secret model she just said this is my my group of women, this is, I feel good there. I can't wait to get in there and feel what I feel. And at that point, I have so much empathy for someone like that because she's not going to lose weight. She's not going to fix her hormonal imbalance that probably comes from her cortisol levels being, being so heightened by that very discipline that she gravitated towards. So I said to her, let's take this discipline and decide that this is a hobby. This is not something you do for your health. This is not something you do for benefits to your body. This is not something you do for weight loss or for sculpting or for anything like that. This is something you do as a hobby. You enjoy it. This is a sort of a passion. So put it aside. And make sure that like chocolate, a passion is not practiced every single day. Because a passion or a hobby, like if you love golf, you're not going to go golfing every day. 
unless you're a multimillionaire and you have time and time and time to do so. So the same should go with your crazy frantic exercise that you just described. So if it's spinning or, you know, orange theory or whatever it is. So then what are we going to do for your body? So let's outweigh what you're doing by practicing this discipline that's your hobby. Let's outweigh it with a sensible workout that will actually keep your cortisol in check and rub your hormones the right way. Whether it's the method or whether it's bar or whether it's the Tracy Anderson method, which I do believe is, you know, not bad for your cortisol. I don't love the Tracy Anderson method and I'm not saying that in any kind of competitive way. I, I love it better than anything else you could be doing as far as spinning, cardio, cross training, crossfit, hit. I will, I will be the first one to tell you to, Tracy, to, to go for Tracy Anderson. She's a genius. I've seen some amazing body transformations from it, but I do find that her sidekicks um, are not great for spinal alignment and can cause some hip injuries. And I've seen some, um, but that just comes from my obsession with spinal alignment. So I'm not meaning it as trashing it at all. If you give me a choice between all of the other disciplines that you know I hate, high intensity, high impact, I will tell you, Tracy is my first choice. So, but then if you really tell me to pick, I would tell you to go to mat Pilates sessions or bar sessions, something low impact with resistance. So going back to surveys, in 2011, there's another study, study that came out uh, from this guy. He has a German name. I think his name is Knopfel, if I'm pronouncing it all, with a bunch of other researchers. Um, and their study found that you can fine-tune the background music of a store and optimize it for increased sales by paying attention to the modes of the songs you're playing in addition to the tempos. So the best tempo mode combination for boosting sales at a supermarket was down tempo and minor. So next time you go to the supermarket and you end up buying shit you probably didn't need or didn't want to buy, pay attention to the music. And sometimes having awareness um, about exterior things, trying to influence your impulsive behaviors, then you're less likely to fall for it. But in other words, people buy more when there are slow, sad songs playing in the background. So for the people that say, can you speak about emotional binging, emotional eating? I wanted to take it a notch further by making you realize that you can actually be aware of exterior um, factors that will make you eat emotionally the same way that there are exterior factors that will make you consume more in a store so given for example that both slow tempo and minor mode are associated with negative effect like sadness music for example induced with sadness may well explain increased spending behavior in a shopping environment so 
if music can affect you when you're food shopping, for example, sad music can affect you when you're food shopping, then of course your emotions or sadness or negative feelings about your body, for example, you're like waking up saying, I am on a diet today. Saying that I'm on a diet today, first of all, has the word die in it. I can't repeat it enough. Words have power. So you're waking up, getting on your scale, going, okay, today is the first day of my diet. Not today is the first day that I take my health into control. Today is the first day that I'm about to turn into a fucking supermodel. No, today is the first day of my diet. Today, I will allow myself a mindful indulgence. Fuck you. Fuck you and your mindful indulgence. What the fuck does that mean anyway? No. That is the first negative affect that you're putting onto your brain that eventually, eight hours after you've decided, woke up, got on your scale and said you're on the diet... And you might have a mindful fucking indulgence. Eight hours later, you're in your pantry eating the whole fucking candy shelf. Guess what? Supermarket music. Same shit. Whatever you say to yourself when you take a diet journal and you start journaling your food. So that one day somebody, one of your grandchildren can find your journal and say, Hey, Grandma Tilly ate a carrot yes, uh, 20 years ago. She wrote it right here, Ma. That's so fucking stupid. Why are you writing a food journal? Just that alone makes me feel like I'm back in school. Like I'm back to having a teacher that might hit me on the tip of my finger with a ruler. Because... I didn't do my homework right. I didn't log my food in the right way. You might even actually lie on your food journal. Can you imagine? All of this sets you up for potentially emotional, impulsive binging. Supermarket music. Next time you want to say, I'm on a fucking diet, think to yourself, I just played supermarket music to affect me to binge, to consume more. It's a trigger. So the same way that music is a sort of complex chemistry of controllable elements in our minds and behavior, Well, the music, the words that you play in your head when you refer to your body or your self-image or your resolutions from the morning or your intentions, I hate that word, fuck your intentions also, especially when they relate to I can eat this because there's only this many net carbs, fuck are net carbs anyways. Like, what are you, a fucking accountant? No. What you're doing is playing words and sounds in your head 
that will trigger an impulsive behavior which you will regret very much like supermarket music so the words in your head the words of your diet guru the words of that fucking influencer that you're following because she has a great waistline all these words diet indulgence cheat meal reset all these words have the effect of supermarket music on consumers they have that effect on you the mind to body thing is actually so powerful and it has nothing to do with voodoo shit or spiritual fucking shit nothing to do with that there are studies that have confirmed that our behaviors are triggered by backgrounds, music and sounds and smells, for example. Here, let me not be a fucking hypocrite when I tell you that my coffee is gangster chic. Not that my coffee has this many net carbs and that amount of fiber. I tell you it's fucking gangster chic. Why? Because I want to set the tone for you to not have those negative triggers. The fact that you're looking at my jar and it's so gangster chic and doesn't have any green on it, anything that makes you think of health or anything that makes you think of dieting or anything that makes you think of medication but rather looks like something very luxurious very french very chic and almost like a beauty product sets the tone for the way that you're going to go about it the way that you're going to feel about it because everything that you feel ends up reflecting on your waistline so not to say that simply inulin is not effective, but I do feel that you do need the mindset change. It's not that simply inulin is gonna be a magic powder that's gonna make you lose weight. If your other behaviors persist, your diet behaviors or your excessive cardio behaviors. So the way that my package was thought out was like, well, I don't want people to feel like they're on a diet. I certainly don't want people to feel like they're taking medication. And I don't want people to just think of eating leafy greens either. I want people to feel chic. I want people to realize that this is about being beautiful from the inside out. I want people to realize that it's all about a mindset to start with, to tell yourself, I'm drinking beauty from the morning, not I'm gonna fucking diet and take this green package of whatever. So eventually in 30 days, I can be hot. I wanted the jar to say right away, well, by owning this jar of Simply Inulin and using this powder, I'm fucking gangster chic and I'm fucking hot from day one mindset are also triggers in your emotions and in your behaviors 
And the voice in your head is the background music to your behaviors. So when you ask me, why do you eat emotionally? I kind of want to say, well, what music are you playing in your head? So the same goes about the color, the packaging of your health food. It's very funny because I find that the American mentality will be very attracted to um, the green, leafy, healthy looking packaging. Um, and so like people that are more health conscious and, and they don't usually dissociate themselves from people that are diet conscious, although they should. There's a big difference between a, a health um, shopper, a healthy food shopper or a diet food shopper. Um, I, I can't even speak enough of this difference and this is something I'm going to introduce more and more. Um, is that they're looking at the packaging very often and how smooth that green looks and you know how much they trust the package and very often that will prevent them from paying attention to the content and so what I want to say to you without making you a frantic person and a paranoid person about green packaging or anything that looks leafy or healthy or um, is if you are faced with a situation where something is pretending like okay we're gonna say there the package is innocent until proven guilty um, let's just look at it that way but if something seems really really good from the packaging and you feel like the packaging, use your intuition here. This is a good exercise for that muscle called intuition. Give it the benefit of the doubt, turn it around and start reading the content. It's the same thing with certain wordings like natural flavors. Well, if the flavor was that natural, it would say banana extract or concentrate of apple. It's not gonna say natural flavors, including vanilla or banana or whatever. So you have to kind of start looking at the packaging and the words. Does that make sense? I'm feeling like I'm, I have something in my head when I say that I, I'm thinking of a few products that back in the days would have me really, really trust it. But today, knowing what I know, when I see a certain, I want to say, pattern of packaging, I tend to trust less. So for example, when you go buy a yogurt, let's talk about a yogurt. So people go and see the 0% fat and they're attracted to that. But now you know, I've explained in previous podcast that 0% fat means that they've stripped the fat away so they wouldn't lie to you. And so yeah, they took out all of the fat. So what's left? Well, what's left is cheese that tastes absolutely disgusting because when you remove the fat, you're left with such sour, disgusting flavors. So what do they do? they add sugar 
lots and lots of sugar. And technically, they're not lying to you when they're telling you fat-free. It is free of fat. It is not free of sugar or sugar alternative, for example. So instead of looking at that, I've noticed that my pattern of buying a yogurt will have me gravitate, for example, towards the yogurt that is in glass. Believe it or not. And even nowadays, I have to ask myself if they've put it in glass to hide something. So I don't want to cause paranoia, but as opposed to picking your yogurt from the color of the packaging or the fact that it says low fat or 0% fat. And now they often add probiotic because they know that that's going to get your um, Instagram um, educated mind to buy it. Um, You want to really look at the content. And content in cheese should be cheese, nothing else. Can you imagine that it was shown that even the typeface and layout of certain design elements on a product can contribute to the healthiness perception of a product? The graphic elements such as arrows and swirls that point upwards led people to perceive, for example, laundry detergent as fresher compared to the downward pointing arrows. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that everything in your environment is trying to take your intuition away from you? I'll tell you something else. If there's a food commercial that you watch and going to the supermarket, you could sing the slogan in your head, don't fucking buy it. If you're following a guru and that guru is constantly brainwashing you and pounding on you, hammering you with the same slogan, don't fucking buy their product. Fuck them. They're trying to hypnotize you and take away your intuition. The bottom line is the only song that should be playing in your head is the one of your intuition. Listen to it. It's there. How do you listen to your intuition? You tune out the shit that's put out there to hypnotize you into believing that you need them to be skinny. You don't need no one to be skinny. You know what you need to be skinny? You need to be healthy. You need the information that you get from me, from doctors, from your research, and you need to put it through a process of logic and trial. So I want to say in a very, very attractive world of noises, music, slogans, the only music that should be playing in your ears is that of your intuition. So let's talk about aspect and attractiveness of food. You have to kind of retrain your intuition to start looking at vegetables, nuts, potatoes, fruits, their shapes, their colors. How do they appeal to your eyes and your sense of smell? How do they feel in your head? And this is how they will affect 
your satiation hormone, leptin. Technically, you have it at your fingertips and in the palm of your hands to work alongside your trigger hormones, which will eventually decide whether you are resisting insulin, whether you're retaining and storing fat around your midsection, or whether you're controlling your weight in a healthy way. So as I told you, I'm going to introduce more and more of those real life heroes, mindset changing heroes um, segments. And today I am bringing you Shannon. Shannon sent me an amazing testimonial when I asked uh, who would like to come on the podcast to talk about their journey from dieting and possibly hurting their health uh, to changing their mindsets just from picking up a little bit of my information and um, French gangster chic wisdom here and there. And then these super these superheroes, real life superheroes, um, get their intuition back and change everything. So Shannon um, is the one that I picked and I found that, you know, and I'm going to bring more, more and more of you because I find that each and every one of you has a story with that and it's a brave one and it's one that's influential and inspiring and definitely that will resonate at least with one person. In Shannon's case, she's an actress and she doesn't come on the podcast to talk glamour at all. She talks about the pressure from being an actress and to be being a 40-year-old actress. Um, and I thought that was so important because anybody that goes on a diet has some type of a pressure point in their life that makes them go on that diet, whether it's their work environment, whether it's their friends, whether it's a relationship, whether it's an upcoming wedding or an upcoming, you know, bachelorette trip where you want to look as good as the other girls or whether it's Instagram and comparing yourself to others on Instagram, whatever it is, everybody has that pressure point that makes you go on these diets and makes you possibly forget about your health. And so I think that Shannon's point of view, it's not even a point of view, Shannon's experience and the way that she's decided to turn it all around because she felt like maybe she was really truly about to hurt her health so much. How she did it and how brave it was I think it's so important for you to hear. So without further ado, here is the beautiful Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. This is so exciting to talk to you. It's so nice to talk to you. We always talk on Instagram. We always actually write to each other on Instagram. We've become Insta friends. Yeah. Um, so, but, but it's so, I knew your voice because I always watch your stories and I love them, but it's so nice to actually speak to you in real life. Thank yes, you for thank doing you. this. Thank you yeah. so, so much. Um, I did post your testimony 
I think last week, right, when I just started doing, uh, do bringing you guys on, like bringing my followers on. And uh, I knew I wanted to bring you on because your testimony is so relatable on so many levels. And we're going to speak about it. I'm not going to read it because I think it's just better to bring it up in, you know, a discussion. And I'll repost it on Instagram for those that really want to read it and maybe see what made me want to bring you on um but the most important part I thought which made you very influential I think very important for people to hear what you had to say is that you're an actress and I find that that industry puts so much fucking pressure on women to not only look a certain way But I also feel like when you go out to dinner with people or when people see what you order, very often they'll be like, wait, you're an actress. You're really going to eat that? And I I find that there's so, so much pressure that this industry that that you're in um, puts a lot of... You know, yeah, put yeah. so much pressure. And I mean, from your testimony, yeah. obviously, you've almost, you've made yourself sick. You've, you know, you've restricted yourself a lot. And parallel yeah. to that, you have a family. You're a mom. You have two children. You have a husband mm-hmm. um, who, who loves to cook. I know that because I follow you. I stalk yeah. you. Um, <laughs> I stalk you and, <laughs> and I guess it's like, how... Do, do, do you first find the balance when you're restricting yourself the way you did before you started following my tips? And how do you find the balance to give a healthy lifestyle to your children, to your husband, to sit down for dinner? And, and we're going to go to what has changed and what made you so brave to decide to listen to me, a complete stranger, go out on a whim and change everything from there. So yeah, I'm, I know I'm asking you like for so much. I want <laughs> you to like totally share with us. But I love your message. I love, I love the, the change that you've made. I find it so fucking brave. That's exactly what I said to Rashida on last week's episode and to Alexis. I, I, I can't bring myself to really figure out how to be, to meet someone on Instagram and even someone that will answer to your messages like I have or, and decide, you know what, let me take yeah. a chance on my waistline and in your case, potentially with my career and try out what this woman is telling me to try out for a little while. So please walk us through the process a little bit. Okay. Um, well, <clears throat> to be honest, it, it wasn't that hard to follow you and your advice. Um, you, you are so innovative and it's really kind of like a win-win, honestly, like, because, because you're telling, you're telling the people who follow you to enjoy their meals, to lower their cortisol levels, to relax and, you know, enjoy food, have a healthy relationship with food. And if that helps you lose weight, that's amazing. And if it doesn't, you still get to enjoy (laughs) and relaxing and lowering your cortisol. So it's true um, that I often say of- that. It's true that I often say that, but I always, always also tell people like follow your intuition. And for yeah. some people that could mean eating more than what they're eating more, which is That's something true. people are afraid of very often. So I still find it so brave because at this uh-huh. point I'm like giving you all of these advice, but I'm telling you, yeah, 
follow your intuition. And at this point, people send me a message to go, well, uh, my intuition isn't telling me how much I should be eating. So that's, it's scary. I, I, you know, I find that it's scary. Yeah. So what was it like for you? Uh, How did I, uh, I know how it started. Tell me if I'm wrong. I remember you telling me like, I sat down with my husband and already we ate in like nice plates and I put beautiful, I think you said fabric napkins and we actually yeah. sat down and I think that's how you put it. Like, I think that was one of your first steps, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And I used to do that a lot. So my, my husband and I own a restaurant, so we, we definitely like eat and enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy eating. Um, but when I when I got back into acting, so after my kids were old enough and I started getting back into acting, I just thought it would be easy to drop the weight, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just assumed that the old tricks would work. So, you know, I would just start exercising morning and night and I would really cut back on calories, not eat very much. And at first it was working pretty well. And then let's say I've done about 20 different commercials and, and films in Seattle in the past right. few years. And it just kept getting harder and harder to, you know, because because like I was saying when I wrote to you, it's not balance. It's it sounds like balance in this crazy way that you can eat whatever you want and enjoy your life, and then you starve yourself to lose the weight whenever you want to. You know, we see celebrities doing this all the time. That's why they're exactly ballooning up, and then they they drop it very quickly. And so, yeah. So when I heard you, and so then I got really sick. I got really sick the last time I did it. Um, and you were juicing also. I know that you said yeah, like before certain shoots, you would actually juice. Yeah, yeah. I've done. I've done it all. And the last time, I was actually not losing weight. I was gaining weight, yeah. and I was basically gaining weight on like air and water. I don't know how it was. I was working out. I was passing. Um, it was ridiculous. And, and as your cortisol I, levels, technically, that's what it was. It was I believe that yeah. if uh, like uh, people that tell me I got I gained weight on air, and I almost passed out because I was starving myself and I still gain weight. Yeah. Then at that point, you know, it's your hormones completely imbalanced, your yeah. cortisol levels. And so, that's what struck me about you, you started talking about hormones, and it just clicked, it clicked so hard with me. And I realized, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm hurting myself, you know, this isn't healthy. And, and, you know, and I remembered like, you know, when you're a kid, I don't know, I don't know about everyone else, but when I was a kid, I loved eating and I had a really great relationship with food as many French people do. And I'm sure some Mm -hmm. Americans do as well. Um, And somewhere that changes somewhere, it's not enough to be healthy, then you want to be sick, then, you know, I guess maybe it's in high true. school or something. Some I think it's a lot of the noise. And it's funny that you're saying that because this episode, and I haven't even told you this, but this episode this week is about the noise around us that makes us start having this unhealthy relationship with yeah. food and have us consuming in a different way. And it's not, I'm not talking about noise on Instagram like a lot of people do, like I have before. I'm talking about literally in the early 2000s, there was uh, a lot of documentaries that would come out about how supermarkets um, would go and do certain surveys and research um, and would find a pattern of music that they could play so that consumers would buy more while in the supermarket. Wow. And this is what this episode is about today because I realized I've started 
so much to talk about it already last week when I said like when you look at I think stevia there's a leaf on the stevia uh, packet and like all of these diet products they're not brown they're not red they're green like everything that you have around you whether sounds or slogans of certain diets or you know um packaging when you go to whole food just the fact that they've called it whole food but it's not no longer necessarily whole you know and like for a while their logo was something that looks so earthy um Mm. all of that noise becomes noise in your head and that's where your healthy relationship with food you know turns around and becomes so bad I think I think so too yeah, when we stop listening to our intuition and just exactly, yeah, yeah, and we're distressing exactly. ourselves, depriving and and torturing, tormenting ourselves, right? Exactly. So fast forward, you mm-hmm. almost you felt like you almost died. I I was I, I was thinking I needed to go to the hospital a couple nights, and and I barely was able to go to sleep and kind of sleep off. It's like, I guess my blood sugar levels were super, super low. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and- oh, get this. Okay, so then I go to the doctor, and she, and it's actually a naturopath, and she told me that what I was experiencing was just from getting older, and I should just like, <laughs> embrace it as normal. And I was oh, like, no. <laughs> Is that the worst? So wait, how old are you? I, I, you I, have I to turned tell 40 it. this year. I've, I oh, so you're like my age. I'm, I'm a year older yeah. than you. So yeah. you're still young. It's not like you're not <laughs> criminopause or anything. What the fuck? People still have kids at 40. I know. I know. No, it is insane. <laughs> it's just like a breath of fresh air. Everything you say just resonates so deeply and it makes so much sense. And you're just bringing life to people. And I, I appreciate you so much, Ingrid. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. But you know that I didn't bring you on here to toot my horn. I appreciate that so, so much. But the reason why I brought you on here, and I said that to you before we started recording, was because I feel like very often when people listen to someone like you who says, I went on diets and I almost hurt myself. I hurt myself. I almost died. Some people will have empathy and they'll be able to relate to you. And some other people, like people would think that I'm like that, will be like, well, what the fuck? Like, how fucking stupid can you be? Just go (laughs) on, you know, keto and go on paleo and paleo or whatever that's called. And you're allowed protein on this one. And you're like, and just count your macros. But like, what the fuck? You almost died. Like, we're not telling you to stop. Like, now the new trend in diet, they tell you, well, you're actually not restricting yourself because we allow you to eat this, this, and that. But yeah. in fact, someone like you, you feel like literally your livelihood depends on this. Yeah. So I feel like the pressure on you is even worse. Um. And that's why I thought that it would be so great because for you to come on and explain what you've been going through and the fact that at some point you had to look at yourself and say, well, you know, I'm not healthy. I'm maybe on my way to getting thinner, but I'm definitely not healthy. And yeah, where does and it where does it hit you that yeah. you need both, you know, that you need yeah. one to have the other? Yes. Yeah. 
And I've known so many actors um, and model friends of mine who have done keto and they, they've messed up their metabolisms. Like they can't even eat a piece of fruit without gaining weight. Like they, it's crazy. They're, I, I never, ever want that. So to see someone like you who is vibrant and healthy and you, you eat what you want, but you eat in moderation, you know, you have like, you eat intuitively, I guess. Um, it's, it's so refreshing. It really is. That's, that's what I've always wanted. You know, I mean, I think that's what everybody wants is to be able to enjoy their food. It's not how much suffering, isn't it funny? Exactly. If we want to suffer. We have to suffer for everything. But that's the bottom line. And, <laughs> and that's where the point becomes to where you start to understand your body and you realize that the more you hurt it, like you said, people that go on keto or whatever, at some point, they cannot even eat a fruit anymore without gaining weight, which is yeah. still not normal. Because how is it that animals are able to feed on fruit all day yeah. um, and not gain weight? Like if you yeah. go, you know, if you go in, in on a safari in Africa, these animals are not starving. They have you know, nature's uh, nature's food at their reach and they're feeding yeah. on fruits and they're feeding on meat, whatever. Uh, and they're not, I've never seen an overweight, you know, tiger or lion or, you know, not even a gorilla. Why is it that we fucked ourselves up so much that we have reactions to natural things like a sweet potato or a banana or a mango? This yeah. alone shows us that there's a problem with what we've done to our body, that it's no longer, you know, it, it's resisting real food. And so it has us gravitating toward green packages, substituting for food and making us dependent on those thinking we would gain weight otherwise. Yeah. Um, but for you, was the process where, like, where you started doing this just for the pleasure, like saying, okay, you know what, whether I gain, I lose weight or not, I'm going to try to enjoy life, like Ingrid says. And yeah. like, at what point do you feel like it's starting to make a difference on your body? And did it make a difference on your body? Um, yeah, well, at first, I really had screwed with my metabolism, you know, it was, <laughs> it was a pretty yeah. scary place. Um, so at first, it was, basically I just, I wasn't gaining weight anymore. You know, like I came to a place where I wasn't gaining weight because I started just gaining weight. It was scary. Like no matter what I did, I was just gaining weight. And then, and then, um, I think honestly, I am not plugging Ingrid's products, you guys, but <laughs> Inulin, <laughs> Inulin has made a huge difference. Like, first of all, it curbs your appetite. It really helps with the satiation. I think you say satiation. I say satiation. I know, but I know that Americans say satiation, and I used to, but I don't know. Since I've moved to France, apparently <laughs> I, mean, I, have, I have an accent. So yeah. fucking weird. It's not even a French accent, but I was told I have an accent. And I do hear some people say satiation, and some others say satiation. So yeah, say it however satiation. you say it. Yeah, but it really, it really helps. You know, I feel... I feel it really helps with the intermittent fasting, like just taking time to let your body metabolize what you've put into it, um, giving it that rest and reset and start in the day. Um, and then, you know, the inulin coffee, like I said, it does feel like a warm hug for Monica. I put garlic. <laughs> I love that. I put garlic. That's right. You're the one who was so behind good. that. 
you know, the one that was behind that, I wrote it on one of my Instagram um, posts and I said, yeah, someone said, and I couldn't remember who said it. You're the and one you know who said what? it. I have to say, I really, when I said it, it just came spontaneously. But then I looked at my Four Sigmatic um, packaging and it said a warm, like a warm hug from your grandpa. <laughs> I think a warm hug from Monaco is more. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it because, you know, when I made the packaging, it's so funny that you're saying it because I already recorded a part of the podcast. Obviously, we're like we're getting to the time now that it's about to be edited. Like it's. Um, yeah. right now as we're recording this it's like 7 21 p.m here in monaco yeah. and it's going to go to editing right after and it's going to publish in about an hour or two That's so great. it's funny that you're talking about the packaging because i was explaining that i never wanted my package to look like health food or medication which yeah. is so strange because you would think that that's what i want but I wanted my packaging to look like a beauty product you can trust, yes, but a beauty product so that when you wake up in the morning, you don't say, I need this that comes from this packaging to be healthy, but uh, rather this thing where you look at it and go, yeah, I'm a fucking she gangster and yeah. I'm beautiful. And so I only use fucking beautiful things in my kitchen. Then and I kind of like wanted right? someone to go with that attitude. Yeah. And then when we added the seal, you know, as Lauren said in one of the, in the podcast on episode 17, she said, well, Ingrid, she launches fast and then she makes her product better like yeah. not the product but the packaging and all of that better after so the and whatever is inside never changed but yeah the packaging got better and better yeah. and better and we added the little seal that says with love from monaco and at I that point yeah. it was like why did that come on it was like we needed to put on a seal a security seal that was missing and i was telling susan like i want to set send people love I want them to know that we're mm -hmm. sending it to them with love but we also want them to feel love for themselves and so this is how it came about and so that when you said perfect. that you're like it's like a warm love from a warm hug from Monaco I'm like yes it worked yeah. you know like it worked yeah. like people really feel that that's so cool totally. um and I totally. do think you know I always talk about the placebo effect and not to say that inulin is a has a placebo effect no I, I'm, I it works you know it it's proven doctors are talking about it more and more Dr. Gondry is talking about it in his book he just yeah. went on Dr. Oz's podcast and spoke about it with him where they both agreed that you know he said like my little bugs in my tummy they feed on inulin they like inulin to be okay so I yeah. try to get inulin in my diet so we know it works but I do think like you said that you can't just take inulin and continue to run on an empty stomach or mm -hmm. continue your bad habits or go have 50 burgers in the week. Um, there's the whole, first of all, mental aspect of it where like, yeah, the cortisol level has to go down. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you've got to have some love for yourself. Um, and so it's like the packaging, I wanted it to entice you and all of those that get it. And it does it for me too when I go for my, you know, for my jar in the morning to say from the morning, like today I am going to love myself yeah. all around. I'm going to love my hormone and treat myself well. I'm not going to eat a salad at my desk out of plastic. And this is kind of like, it was a way of getting people to put two and two together and 
really go on with the lifestyle because inulin on its own is not going to work that magic if you don't align everything else, including, you know, a, a, a chicer and yeah. better kind of lifestyle. And yeah, I want absolutely. you to talk about that. Because you said that you leveled your hormones. I do believe that inulin helped you. You sent me a message after two weeks. I remember a few months ago. Yeah. And you said, I'm two weeks on it. And my hormones have leveled. Finally, they've leveled out. Um, they, they're leveled. It's like something happened in two weeks. But you did do a few tweaks. Like the, you tweaked some aspects of your life. A high, high stress aspect of your life. So what did you do? Yeah, I did. Um well, for one thing, um, one of your first podcasts, I think it was your second episode, you were talking, you need to eat in a quiet place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I have two kids who are extremely noisy. Um, but I played the episode for them, too. We we're laughing. <laughs> I, you know, and I reasoned with them. And I said, you know, oh, my God, and I'm to- cursing in my episodes. And you let your kids <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> they they love you actually actually you know and we were thinking about coming to monaco this spring and my youngest son especially is like can i meet ingrid he's like he oh i yeah. want to meet him that's so cute <laughs> um yeah you have a couple little fans and my kids as well um that's so but, cute yeah so like i think you know just really taking the time um and teaching that to my kids too that this is how we digest my older son is really into eating french and proper and you know, sitting up straight and putting his forearms, forearms on the table. I love it. It has a really great effect. And, and it just, you know, anything that you can do to lower your stress, I mean, working out, but not working out rigorously, like working out in a way where you know that you're breathing. Like that's how I can sometimes tell is when I stop breathing or my breathing becomes really rapid and then I just slow down Mm -hmm. and I just try to ease into it and relax and, enjoy you know enjoy the experience enjoy the experience whatever we're doing you know and I mean obviously you can't you know there's a lot of stressors in life but as much as of course I always say try to control what you can control best like of course if you have a very high stress job and an asshole of a of a boss or a very stressful boss you obviously cannot control that but what you can control you should control like your lunch time like uh your walk home or you know anything you can control then can definitely contribute to lowering your cortisol so obviously not everybody has access to like a sea view for lunch but you do have access to a little piece of heaven wherever you are to go look for it um, yeah. you said you lost weight. So you are, you have lost weight doing that. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that came mostly from working out. So I feel like the inulin really helps the food digest. I don't know what it does. Like I never got like the gassy bloatiness that some people get from it, mm-hmm. but I do notice that especially if I take those two scoops at night, my stomach is really flat in the morning. So I feel like it's just helping with digestion and I cannot wait to get your kefir. The kefir, kefir, yeah. The sun is with to you. I'm so excited because gut health, gut health is everything. I think, you know, well, I mean, as well as lowering cortisol, but gut health is like no, it's all correlated for sure. Yeah, actually, you know that I know you. You listen to my podcasts like so well. You're such a good listener, and I know that because very often you will do like a 
a recommendation the next day and like a small summary and sometimes I repost too because you're like you're so photogenic and I love your voice and you (laughs) you have such a good way of like uh, making everything that I say in your own words so understandable and I so I know you've heard that but actually gut health and diet and and aiding your digestion so whether it's by eating slow or cooking a little bit of your vegetables instead of eating mm-hmm. a fucking yes, crudite I day or whatever I, I know you too. do all of that will lower your cortisol so when you are speaking mm-hmm. of gut health and now you are gonna hopefully very soon do the kefir I can't wait to have mm-hmm. you do it because you're gonna become obsessed with the whole um the whole culture and the whole you know fermentation and the kids might might even love the process I know my kids are very intrigued by it uh, but once you love you really level your gut which I think you've done within your lane then your hormones get balanced and your cortisol mm-hmm. level goes down believe it or not when your digestion is difficult and you either like burp or it's just a difficult digestion your cortisol level goes up. And a lot of people don't know that because they don't associate stress with digestion. But that's one of the main sources of stress is digestion. So you're absolutely right. You've become a literal expert. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) And so one more question. Well, actually, maybe a few more before I let you go. Um, how did the family adjust to the fact that you totally changed your mindset and your mentality? Like, how, they, how did it go at home? Because I've seen your videos of you sitting with your husband. You've tagged me. Like, you guys made some of, uh, you made something that, I, that was on my cookbook. I yes, know you made yes. that. And, but, the, but still, like, a family has to watch a mom go from, like, being a dieter and someone that really, like, goes to the gym and then probably comes back in a bad mood because it was so tough and, you know, and all of that stuff. And all of a sudden, you have this completely insane change of mindset and you're now able to kind of share it with the family because that's something that's healthy for them to take part in how does that transition happen and I know you you said the kids listen to the podcast but like what happens at home um I think they just benefit (laughs) yeah for sure I'm happier in the kitchen, I'm making healthier food. I mean, I've always been really into health food. You know, when I wasn't like starving myself, I was always, you know, putting together really good meals for my family. I mean, mm-hmm. as much as you know, I have time for. Um, but just being able to do that more and, and being able to like listen to your podcast with my kids and helping them understand that their health is in their hands. There's only so much you can do as a mom, you know, the kids really need to own it. And mm-hmm. be educated and understand how their bodies work, understand what's going on when they, they grab that piece of candy over a piece of fruit or something, you know. So that's great. I mean, I feel like I feel they're just they're very open to everything. They they love the food that we cook from your cookbook. I'm about to make your um, tahini, your um, what is it called? The praline. The brioche. Uh, the praline. Yes, I oh love those. The kids actually love those. You can definitely, you can definitely get a few extra points with the kids with those for sure. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) We're dying for that. Yeah. So I'm going to do that today. And yeah, I mean, I think everything's just so much more relaxed, Ingrid. It's like, it's just, it's so refreshing. It's, It's hard to explain outside of that. It just, it's kind of, 
everything's falling into place, you know, it feels right. That makes me so happy. And also like your age range, like our age range, I'm yeah. 41, you're 40, makes, I think makes us and you more than me even, uh, because like people look at my lifestyle, they know that I exercise for a living and, you know, they, they see like the Monaco, they, they don't necessarily see like, you know, everything else that goes behind it. But when someone like you comes on and says, well, just a few months ago, I was that person that was dieting, but I'm yeah. also someone who had two kids. And I'm also someone who's 40. I'm also someone who went to see a naturopath who told me I was just getting old and I should just like shut the fuck up and handle it. Yeah. That makes you so relatable and like relatable in that sense and so influential. That gives you influence in the sense that I know there are a few women out there that are listening. And I have a lot of those newcomers uh, in my mm -hmm. audience. Like I said, I mentioned them last week in my podcast. And I have so much empathy because they write to me and they say, okay, you've got me. You got me. I hear you loud and clear. You're on to something. Everything else I tried doesn't work. You're the last link of that chain of things I'm willing to try. And I tell them exactly what you said. That's how I know you're a good listener. Like you, you know, you're, it's a win-win or you might yeah. just waste a little bit of time, but at least you're not going to hurt yourself if you try. Exactly. But yeah. a lot of them throughout the first few days, and that's why I'm so happy that I'm still not that busy, like, popular or whatever that I get like a million messages I'm still able to kind of answer all of my messages because that's amazing these, <laughs> I, I do my best but I also love it I get a lot out of it like it's so so yeah. humbling and it's like such it fuels me in what I do I love it but the first two three days for these women is oh my god I went to the supermarket I went to Whole Food and god fuck I'm lost I don't know what to do I heard yeah. everything you have to say, but Ingrid, I'm scared to eat. I'm not <laughs> used to this mentality. Like, and I, I have empathy. Like, I think yeah. maybe a year ago, before I had contact with this wide audience of different women that has have tried so much and, you know, short of exorcism, maybe I would have been like, look at those fucking idiots. But today I listen to all of you so much mm. that actually now I'm like, shit, that sounds so scary. This change sounds scary. I understand. What, what mm. can you give us advice? Like what happens at the beginning? Like, okay, you heard everything I have to say. I spell it out. You listen to the podcast, but then you have to go and put Implements. it to good use to, and implement. Yeah. How do you do it? What happens? Um, you know, you just take, you just do what you can. You take it step by step and what makes sense to you, you hold on to it and you apply it. And I mean, for me, I was in such a bad place. Like I was so unhealthy and I had no, no voice of wisdom in my head. You know, it was all diets and craziness. <laughs> and so just to hear someone say, Hey, if you want to lower your cortisol, everyone, everyone should know at this point, it's, it's common knowledge. I think that cortisol mm -hmm. uh, causes fat around your midsection. It causes you to hold on to fat. Like this is, you know, I, I it's becoming like common knowledge. I feel like we, we, yeah. I've been saying it and then now I'm hearing, I'm not saying they got it for me. I just think we've come to yeah. a point where so many diets have come on the market and so many workouts are like so fucking violent and people yeah. are still walking around, not liking the way their body looks. And at some Absolutely. point, there are people like me that are also supported by doctors like Dr. Brody because she had, before I met her and before I even read her book, 
uh, she reached out to me and she said, hey, it's so funny that you are saying that. Look at this page. And it was like paragraph five in, one, in her book. And she sent it to me. And I, I had just met her and I had ordered the book and not received it yet. And she had written a whole paragraph about cortisol. So yeah, it's yeah. like, I think that some doctors were talking about it, but no one was willing to listen to them. And then well, people like me came around and maybe made it a little bit sexier to listen to. And so now people totally. are going back to those doctors, who, yeah. who, those poor doctors who like were pioneers saying it, but no one's listening because it's not sexy. And it then, sexy. you know, Ingrid, wait a minute. When you're talking about cortisol, the, the doc- I mean, I can't speak for all doctors, but there are a few prominent doctors who are talking about it. And they were mm-hmm. selling a pill. I remember seeing commercials about it. It's like, oh, if you have high cortisol, take this pill. Yes, not only is that not sexy, it's dangerous. You know what I mean? Oh. So, but see, so that's the problem also it. with doctors like that. And that's why yeah. I love Michelle, because Michelle called herself the food effect doctor. Yeah. And like, this is not a... And it's, she's so good because she is so like me, like with what happened to Dylan. And I know you know that I was so anti-medication. I did not medicate him during his whole journey of dealing with him being on the spectrum. And I didn't give my girls antibiotics and I didn't even vaccinate them for a long time because we found out that what happened to Dylan was from vaccination. I vaccinated them much later in their lives trying to avoid what happened to Dylan. So being so anti-medication and anti, it was so hard to actually find a doctor who thinks you can first try to heal yourself with food and behavior rather than going for medication right away. And that's what bothers me so much about the doctors that you guys go see in the States. Because if you go to them and say, well, I have high estrogen, low progesterone, then they're going to give you fucking progesterone cream, which is, (laughs) you know, it's it's so bad. And then, like you said, like this doctor speaks about cortisol. So he's onto something. It's genius. He's finally figured out why diets and certain exercises don't work. But then he's trying to sell you a pill because that's how the mm-hmm. medical industry makes money in the States. That sucks. It that does. That sucks for it you really guys. Does. Yeah. It's, yeah, so, doctors are, are trained in medication, how to medicate, not necessarily how to prevent or, you know, it's not the natural. I mean, of course, at some point, certain people will need a pill for a given condition. But yeah, yeah. when you're dealing with like weight gain, that's not understandable and it could be because of the cortisol and you start hearing all those things so you've educated yourself you've become your whole your own little expert I actually get a lot so it's funny I used to get a lot of messages from you and Mm -hmm. I get a lot less now and I feel like you're flying solo now it's like you spread your wings and flying solo whereas (laughs) at the beginning you were sending me a little bit more messages and it was always never like it was always when you have time can you give me an answer about this and I love that I love the fact that there's no codependence on my knowledge or my experience you and you know I'm not a doctor I always repeat it I always remind you Uh, but now you're flying solo I barely if I get any messages from you it's like a little heart or I love that episode (laughs) but you don't even ask me questions anymore you just apply the I think the 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 like the foundation of what you've learned and then you mm-hmm. went and did your own research I know that and I think everyone should do that 
Um, mm. And you're, you're flying solo. So how long did it take you to go from listening to me to easing up into it slowly and like dealing with the fear of perhaps stopping the diet will make you fat and then to finally now just applying it to your life and feeling amazing? Um, I don't know. I mean, I still listen to every one of your podcasts. I'm still paying attention <laughs> to your stories. Um, uh, maybe, maybe a couple months of just, you know, experimenting on your own, which is what everyone needs to do. They need to experiment and, you know, see if inulin works for them or see if intermittent fasting works. Maybe it doesn't, you know, you have to listen to your body and, and take advice and, and like you said, research on your own and pay attention, I guess. Maybe, maybe after your third or fourth episode, I felt like I had a pretty good foundation, like especially after you really delved into the hormones mm-hmm. and I felt like I could understand the hormones and now I'm really just trying to tap into that and figure so out what's cool. going on in my body, you know? Honestly, I want to tell you that the keyboard to the screen that is your whole body and your weight lays in your hormones and your gut. Mm-hmm. So now that you've understood that, it's like you literally have the handbook to your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's really and, cool. And you sound like that. Like, I feel like you're so in control. Whereas when I first Insta met you, you were like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, like I- I've been so confused. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that you, I, I see on your stories that you listen to Dr. Gundry and like you mm-hmm. went and listened to other podcasts, like you really out there and like you have an ear open. And at the same time, it seems like you've been able to shut your ears to the noise of the diet world and diet like information. I'm so and I find that it. so cool. That's yeah. so, so I'm so proud of you. And I also like, I have so much admiration because, you know, it's like I was raised to French parents, you know that. And Mm -hmm. so I've never experienced a fear of food, but I've become, since I do what I do, I've become so aware that there are so many people walking around being so afraid of food. And I realized, and that's when I started to decide to bring this little segments into my podcast to bring those real life heroes like you, like Rashida, like Alexis that were on last week and all the other women that send me messages and I will get and bring every single one of them like real life heroes, because it's so hard to shut that fear that, the whole industry of diet has put out there. And Mm -hmm. I want to say that even like, I think like even the American health association has like put on fear, like they've put these warnings out there and like, you know, it's making you guys so afraid of food. It is, And that makes you so fucking brave and such a hero for like at the age of 40, turn around and say, you know what? Yeah. I'm an actress. I still do commercials. I'm still going. I, I know you're still going on um, casting calls and all of that stuff. Yeah. But no, I'm not going to do this to my body anymore. So yeah. I have a lot of respect for you. And I know that a lot of women listening to you today and maybe some children, even though they should not be <laughs> listening because I'm cursing. Um, 
um, are going to be so inspired by you. I'm inspired by you. You've inspired a, a few of the things I've said in my past podcast because I do read some of your messages, all of your messages, but some of them, the questions, the things you've sent my way have inspired me to say, okay, now I know it's a concern. Now I know it's something I need to look at and look into. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're so beautiful on top of it. You have an amazing, amazing aura. I feel it on every single one of your videos when I watch you and I love watching you with your family and your husband. It's like the sweetest thing. Um, can everybody follow you? I think you're public, right? Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah, it's just Shrazi. It's S-H-R-A-Z-Z-I. We're going to link you on the show notes. Okay. We're going to link you on the show notes so people can just click. And is that Trazi is your stage name? Is that what you go by? Um, well, actually, for acting, it is Shannon Razagi, but um, it just seems easier. No. <laughs> it's just um, like a. So that's an like instant name smashed together, I guess. Trazi. I like it. It's cute. Oh, thank you. It has pizzazz. Thank I like you. it. Just like you. Okay, beautiful. I want to thank you so, so much. I think it was super brave to accept to come on a podcast, not to talk about, you know, the glamour of your career or, you know, to plug your business or anything like that, but to come and talk about your journey and admitting that you went through what you went through and came out on top. I can't thank you enough. I have a lot of admiration for you. Um, and I oh, thank you. actually Likewise. feel very, I very feel blessed good. to call you my Insta friend and now my friend in oh. real life. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Bye, lots of love. All right, bye. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I am loving bringing you on for my real life superhero segments. Um, I find it so, so important to just not hear from me but also hear from this real life people that are putting a little bit of their trust in me um, to play and going out on a whim and trying out this lifestyle that I am promoting. Um, let's talk quickly about the method retreat before I let you go. Now, I know this is not at everyone's reach to get in a plane and jet to the south of France from April 8th to April 14th. But if you are able to, this is what the retreat is all about. So this is a six-night, seven-day uh, retreat at the iconic, iconic five-star luxe Grand Hotel du Cap Ferrat. So that hotel is just amazing. It's been in so many movies. It's been on many Chanel commercials, for example. It's really an iconic hotel um, in, the, on the, in the south of France, on the Riviera. And I, I feel so blessed that I've been able to finally, finally land this venue. It's, it has not been easy. And I have my amazing... Uh, movie executive producer husband to thank for it because he has all of the hookups um, possible in the south of France because of course he shoots 
all these amazing TV commercials and movies at amazing locations. Um, and so he worked really, really hard to get me this venue. Uh, the hotel was excited that we would come when they finally um, agreed to listen to us because they thought that we're super chic and that we represent the south of France and south of France Dolce Vita super well. But uh, I'm, I'm so excited about this location. So Le Grand Hotel du Cap is really an iconic place. It's a four seasons hotel. Um, the, this is our 2019 session. We will have another one in 2020 at around the same time. It is from April 8th to the 14th and it is a transformation retreat. So it's an all-inclusive retreat. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, you will get to eat real food and kill diet habits. A la Française, breakfast, lunch and dinner. You will also catch two daily The Method Transformation Master Sessions with me, with nobody else, even though some of my staff and my amazing team will be around and probably taking up some of those sessions with you guys. You will have daily the method fat cellulite crushing lymphatic massage therapy with my amazing staff member Barbara who's the specialist who takes care of my clients here in Monaco and crushes their fat and cellulite with that amazing wood therapy um, technique that she has and there will be two cooking classes with me teaching you my non-diet French Mediterranean way of cooking meals for you and your family in less than 30 minutes. Um, what else can I tell you about the retreat? Uh, you can check it out. We're going to link it on the show notes if you need prices. Obviously, each room will include a jar of Simply Inulin that you can carry around with you to put it in your coffee throughout the day if you'd like to. Um, what else can I tell you? There will be a shopping day and visiting day of Monaco and um, a little bit of the beauty of the south of France. Every single meal will be satisfying, delicious, non-diet. We will serve local wine. This is not a diet retreat. This is not a luxury fat camp at all. Um, so we will be serving local wines at dinner. Drinking is actually allowed. The eating experience at a retreat will introduce you to a new outlook on food. You will change your relationship with food and transform your eating habits from eating emotionally to eating for pleasure and nutrition and health benefits. We will uh, bring your cortisol hormone levels down and help you control your ghrelin hormone, your hunger hormone, teaching you simple gangster chic ways and tricks um, to do so from the French culture, from my way, uh, you will become a non-dieting, healthy eating hedonist. You will toss your dieting habits and still lose weight, seeing permanent sustainable results that will no longer depend on self-control, but will depend on awareness and hormonal harmony. I hope that this is appealing to you. I know a lot of you are going to tell me they cannot come. That's okay because I share a lot of this on Instagram and I hope I make it as easy to apply at home. Um, if you are coming to the retreat or considering coming to the retreat, you should know that you will have one-on-one -on -one mind to body mentor chats with me on a daily around the pool or in the beautiful veranda while we're sipping on ice simply inulin coffee and I want to make sure it will bring you with the takeaways and the tools that will enable you to practice this new lifestyle and way of life when you get back home. 
Now you need to know that if you cannot make it to the retreat, even though I have announced that I will no longer take private clients for the method workout training because you can now switch off to the virtual platform where by the way there's a brand new video with a brand new butt lift series on there sure to kick your ass but most importantly to lift your ass and give you those gorgeous abdominals while keeping your cortisol levels low going back to the one-on-one mind to body mentor chats i actually still give a one-on-one mind to body power mentor sessions via Skype. Those are linked in the show notes. So if you want to take up a session with me, you still can. I still do those. The only thing that I don't do anymore is train clients um, for workouts. I just now uh, train some of my employees to keep them up to date and up to speed and to keep them performant and excellent at what they do. And I also trained future certified instructors and franchise owners a little bit all around the world. Um, What else can I tell you? Of course, you heard Shannon speaking about Inulin. You can purchase simply Inulin in the shop, but I'm sure many of you that listen to the podcast know that already, so I'm not going to bore you with the details. Simply Kefir is on there as well. Symbiotic therapy is mixing a prebiotic with a probiotic to balance your gut out. If you are someone who suffers from gut imbalance or some hormonal imbalances that, that cause you to gain weight or keep weight on even though you're dieting, like a mad person, then this is probably for you. Uh, Shannon also also spoke about my e-cookbook. She purchased it early on when it came out and I saw some of her delicious um, food like preparations of what's in the e-cookbook. Recently, she made the lemon, uh, the Moroccan lemon chicken with olives and celery and it looked so delicious. That comes with simply the best spice, which is Has El Hanout, which translates to the best of in the shop, the head in the shop. In Arabic, it has 30 pungent spices and it is my family secret recipe and mix of pungent spices. So it comes with the e-cookbook. On this note, I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to send me your comments, your feedback, and even your constructive criticism. Love you all. Bisous, bisous from Monaco.